is this irresistible creature who has an insatiable love for the dead? This is witchy as fuck. Hey everyone and welcome to episode three of witchy as fuck. On this episode I have one of my very good friends joining us. I'd like to welcome Julia. Everyone say hi to Julia. Hello, everybody. My name is Julia, and Alana is fucking awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Now, I'm so excited to have Julia um, on this episode because I used to be the co-host on Julia's podcast, Witchcast. So how about we start off by you telling everyone about your awesome podcast? Hello, everybody. So, Witchcast, um, I created this podcast in 2020 um, during the most annoying pandemic ever. I decided (laughs) to create a podcast because, one, I was extremely bored, and two, I love magic, all things witchcraft, all things just divination and everything that just, you know, tickles my fancy with witchcraft. And you know, I really wanted to make a platform where I can, you know, interview different witches, you know, different um, kinds of like all walks of life. Just you don't even have to be a witch to be interviewed. I just wanted to interview people in general to kind of get like their senses on like what how they feel about magic and how they feel about like, you know, spiritual awakenings and stuff like that. And my message for my podcast has always been that I never want anyone to feel alone in the world where you know, you're having a spiritual awakening and you just don't know what's going on. And I wanted to create a platform, like I said, to be able to have a space where you can reach out to me if you'd like to and ask questions about magic, about witchcraft in general. Um, I really wanted to, like I said, create a space so that way you feel welcomed. And that was my underlying message. And this is why I just love Julia because, like, what, like, what a good message to have. It's just so, like, <laughs> welcoming. I mean, that's why I wanted to be part of Witchcast so much. And we started working together when I think it was you. I did an episode, you interviewed me in an episode in season one about like necromancy and death witchcraft. I did. And I remember uh, we met through a cultish and you introduced yourself as a death witch. And I was like, what the fuck is a death witch? But this sounds awesome. (laughs) And so I did my research and, you know, necromancy isn't like something that's scary. It's not like, you know, in the games where they portray it as, you know, you raise people from the dead and, you know, they're zombies and they try to kill you. I mean, like, yes, you can do that, too, but. You know, necromancy and, you know, being a death witch, I don't think that's like, it should be a scary thing. And so when I first met Alana, guys, I thought she was the coolest person ever. She still is the coolest person ever. And I was so pumped to be able to just, you know, expand my network of witches. And she was one of the first people to like ever just make me feel like, okay, so I'm not crazy Everything that I'm seeing, everything that I'm doing, it's right. So she definitely is someone that I find to be very inspirational. She's one of my witch idols. And, you know, I can't say anything more positive about how you have impacted my life. That I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> and well, okay, so now I have to say something just awesome about you. Um, <laughs> Julia is probably one of the most skilled, I guess, would div- diviner, diviner be the word? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the most skilled diviners that I've ever met. Like her just ability to connect to the divine, like any 
divine in general is just absolutely amazing like her ability to receive message from just deities and these higher entities is just her divination skills are just like insane guys Oh, um, it's yes I, I it's a skill that I don't think it's a skill you can like build I think it's like a natural it, like you are just naturally gifted and it's amazing and I'm jealous oh, um, but no. instead of everyone just listening to us talk about how amazing each other is <laughs> I could do this all day with you honestly I, right um so basically, I came on in an episode on season one of your show, and then season two, we were just like, screw it, and you asked me if I wanted to co-host, and that ended up happening, and that was so much fun, and then the whole like shutdown pandemic thing kind of calmed down a little bit, at least like when it came to being like ordered to stay at home part. Mm -hmm. And I had to go back to like work full time and all that fun stuff. And I just did not have the time to put as much effort as I would have liked to in it. So we had to part ways with the podcast for a bit. And then we both went and did our own things for a while. And now I'm doing my podcast and you're doing your podcast. And I was like, oh my God, I have to have her come join me. And now here we are doing it again together. And it's so exciting. And I need to breathe. <laughs> yes. No, this is very exciting because, and you know, it's like, I want everyone to know that the reason why me and Alana didn't, you know, continue on with being co-hosts with each other on my podcast is nothing, you know, bad. You know, no, like, we it's just, just like things just happened the way they happened and we ended up doing our own thing and Alana has like her amazing podcast, her Instagram, her TikTok, everything. Our past just kind of went separate. Yeah. And that's, and that's, that's okay. part of growing as yeah. like a spiritual people and your your spiritual awakening and your spiritual like evolution. Hundred like, percent. We cross paths at at important junctures in both of our lives Mm -hmm. and we definitely helped each other through some difficult times and we helped each other grow as not only practitioners but as as people and I mean you'll always be one of my closest friends and I mean we went through some like crazy fucking shit together yeah and I you <laughs> like know, crazy and... shit they're like it's like a fucking stalker like crazy oh crazy yeah shit. no and you know what too <laughs> I cannot wait for the rest of our lives to oh see how God. it shapes I know I know and I know that Alana will always be in my life no matter what time frame it is it's never gonna be a part where you know, we're going to be like saying, all right, well, fuck you, bitch. I'm gone later. No, it's it's never going to be like that for me and her. And I can see that not only as because we're friends, but because I, you know, with my innate abilities, I can definitely feel this friendship is more than just a friendship. It's like a she's yeah. like my soul sister, you know? Yes, there's definitely some sort of like karmic relationship <clears throat> here. 100%. Um, so now one of the one of the reasons why I wanted you on the show was because there was a few things I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, now, normally I do a like tarot card of the day. We are going to skip this portion. Like, oh, I know. Switch. It's, we're only on episode three and I'm like switching the style up already. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out, guys. I'm crazy. Um <laughs> Because later in the episode, we're going to do, like, a whole big tarot spread for you guys, which used to be something we liked to do a whole lot on the show. Yeah. Um, But I thought I'd get, like, a little personal and explain, or I guess talk about why I chose Belladonna as, like, my witchy name. Mm -hmm. Um, I know, like, not everyone has, I guess, a... I don't like the term witch name. Like, I I don't know why I just, I don't like that term, but like I do like, what's the word they use when it's a suited, like pseudonym, is that it? When like authors write like under like a pen name? Oh yeah. Um, It's like an alias? Yeah, kind of. I guess like, it's just like, 
I just decided I was going to start using this name Belladonna for myself because it's this, it's a plant that's very important in my practice. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was very fitting. Um, it's, I almost felt like, <clears throat> and I'm going to be like super nerdy here. Because I almost felt like it was like, I'm like, oh, Poison Ivy, Batman, I'll call myself Belladonna. And like, she's my favorite, like my, my well, my second favorite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me, my absolute favorite is ha- always since I was like a kid, um, a Harley Quinn. And they used to have those at like comic book series in like, I want to say the early 2000s when I was in like high school of like Harley Quinn um poison ivy and Catwoman, um but poison ivy and when she like it's not until it's only when she's after she like gets her powers that she calls herself poison ivy Mm -hmm. and like she becomes this like powerful female yeah Um, but she she takes on the name of like the plant that like kind of empowers her um and it sort of reminds me of that in this like super nerdy way (laughs) I love that though that's so awesome it's so fitting too (laughs) and she also has a poisonous kiss that kills men and and it's just awesome and yes but (laughs) dork I love this (laughs) um but there's like I do have um I use the plant a lot in my practice if you're not familiar with belladonna it goes deadly nightshade is the other common name for it mm-hmm. um i <clears throat> like calling it belladonna because it's italian for beautiful lady beautiful. and they're right isn't it just so pretty that's such a um, pretty um sentiment right? yeah um and then like the scientific name is and i'm probably gonna butcher it because it's latin and who can like say latin correctly is atropia belladonna after atropos which is the one of the greek fates mm-hmm. and she, she's the one that like cuts the lifeline um so like kills people and it is a very very top i know everything about this plant's amazing and i love I it i know and that part <laughs> it just reminded me of hercules where they yes, cut the lifeline that's, that's that that's the fate <laughs> yeah see so like um i the Literally, so I have yet to make it through an episode without a Disney reference. No, and you shouldn't have to. And this isn't even going to be the only one because I wanted to mention that this is the poison that Sally uses in um, Nightmare Before Christmas to try to murder Dr. Finkelstein every time she tries to murder him. I just can't. I love it. I can't not talk about Disney. Um, but oh my god and now I don't remember what I was saying because all I'm thinking about is <laughs> just think about like Disney stuff I love the part where she's like making her potion for her to kill him and she's just like frog's breaths will cover over any odor and yeah. she's to kill him and she's like mugs work where where where's that mugs work <laughs> yes oh my gosh she's like the best part I, uh, I love that so movie so legit. much yeah, I she love is. Sally. She's like seriously such a conjuring badass. Yes. So fucking love her. Yeah. I need my nightmare before, my nightmare before Christmas tarot deck is like one of it might be it's one of my favorite decks. I love it so much. Well yeah, it's I'm amazing. Obsessed. And I'm like determined to have a nightmare before Christmas tree put up from like Halloween to Christmas. Yes. Like I just need to like own a house first yeah. but yeah. Well, we can have like a tree that starts in Samhain and then goes all exactly. the way right it's so amazing um but back back to the plants <laughs> um so yeah so that's where the name comes from and the reason why it's named after the fates is because of how poisonous it poisonous it is because it's like really 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 poisonous mm-hmm. um so like most plants, the most poisonous part is going to be the roots, but you want to stay away from like the berries. They are mm-hmm. very sweet. They are very sweet, but they are very, very poisonous. 
um, for some reason. Animals can eat them, no problem. Um, people don't want to eat them. Um, not only are they poisonous, though, but they are hallucinogenic. Let's do it. Um, that is why they have been used in witchcraft. What? what? I didn't <laughs> see that one coming. What? They are been. They are known to be one of the main ingredients in flying ointments. It's usually belladonna, hemlock, mandrake. Those fun plants. Um, yeah. But belladonna is like the number one in flying ointments. Um, flying ointments, really, really fun stuff. So it's gonna be some sort of like fatty oil. Um, so like I feel like you could probably make it with coconut oil if you really wanted to. Um, but back in the day, it would have been like an animal fat and you take the plant and basically infuse it into the fat and make a solve. And then that solve would actually, this is where the legend of witches riding broomsticks come from because the solve would then be rubbed onto a broomstick and they would like put the broomstick between their legs and legs to get the broomstick to, to get the solve onto their legs or I guess, or they'd rub it directly on their legs. I guess it depends which, which folklore you're reading from. Mm-hmm. But either way, the solve gets on your inner thighs, and the you trip balls. Oh my god, let's do it! I'm so down. <laughs> now we are talking about folklore that happened a long, long time ago. This is all theoretical, Julia. Hey, let's <laughs> test the theory. Let's just do it. But um, also, this is a plant that is not regulated in any means whatsoever by the government. Um, <laughs> it's not uh, legal. It, perp- it is perfectly legal if you wanted to do something with it. So, like, it's not like anyone could stop you anyways. Just be careful because it is super, super. I don't think they bother to make it illegal because of how poisonous it is. It already has its own reputation where it's just like, all right, use it to your own risk. <laughs> they're, they're like, if you really want to try it, go ahead and try it. If you don't die, congratulations. Literally. <laughs> Job well done. You survived. <laughs> um, but back in like the Middle Ages, though, oh, I did not finish. The reason why it is called flying ointment in particular, though, is because the feeling you are supposed to get from it is that you are flying or you have like an out-of-body experience dude oh. let's just do it alana like fuck <laughs> there is I'll a company fly out. over to florida <laughs> <laughs> literally or like figuratively <laughs> no. there, there is a company um emporium black which like i will give you i'm i'm shouting you guys out right now and i will like tag you on all my social media and make you listen to this episode just to be like i'm giving you a shout out do you want to send me free chocolates love it (laughs) that makes truffles with like deadly nightshade and i want to say like mandrake and like other cool plants and like not all of them are toxic plants either but it's like very like poison path and it's for like spiritual enlightenment and stuff um all 100% legal like none of these plants are regulated whatsoever um and like the company seems really cool i follow them on social media and i love all the like very educational information that they give out so like if anyone's interested in learning more about these plants and like the poison path Emporium Black is a account I would suggest following on Instagram um, for their products, um, which does get me to the point that like spirit hallucinations and spiritual practices have been used for like ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually my last blog post on Patreon was I mean it was about like thought forms. But in there, I talked about, like, how hallucinations could be considered thought forms um, and how, like, hallucinations are used in, like, shamanistic practices and all that stuff. 
Um, and belladonna has been known to be used um, as like an incense as well in open, very open air spaces um, and hallucinogenic practices um, as well as part of like poison path. Um, and then in poison path workings as well, it has been known for its healing properties too. Because everything that can poison that can heal also. And um, there's a lot of different, um, it's been used as like a pain reliever um, and like a, a nausea reliever um, as well as I want to say like a, they use it to relieve like menstrual pain and a lot of muscle, a muscle relaxer. So a lot of things that relieve pain, which would be a sedative, I think. So that kind of makes, kind of goes along with the whole poison and could kill you because sedation, not feeling pain. So like you'd think in low doses, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, but... totally. Like, well, it makes <laughs> sense that they it put does. It in chocolate. Yeah. So yeah, and, and with like the spiritual enlightenment and stuff, something that calms you down, relieves you of pain, like gives you that euphoric feeling that would be used in like alternative medicine, um, could also be used in like a spiritual practice the same way. So like you got to think it when you think about it from a scientific way, it really does all fit together. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, that is why. But like it's like I said, it's been part of my practice for a long time I use it um I follow the poison path I've mentioned that I think I've mentioned that at least once on this podcast before so I do believe anything that can poison can also heal um so I like to know a lot about poisons um because I think that anything just if, if it can kill you it can save you um and also, poison is cool. Yeah, um, fuck yeah. I, I don't know if I should put that on the internet that I think poison is cool. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I saying poison I always... is cool. Um, everything's in moderation, so it's not like you know. And like, like I'm not even saying it in like a like just a, as like, like a maniacal, hallucin- yeah, yeah, like not even like as the hallucinogenic factor <clears throat> of it. Just, just the I use it in spell work. Um, it has like a list of very useful, I mean, not, it's good for baneful magic, but Belladonna is great in glamour magic. Mm-hmm. Um, medieval times, it was used a lot and people used to put it as eye drops in their eyes. I do not recommend this. Like this is my right now warning. <laughs> um, do not put Belladonna eye drops into your eyes. One it can absorb into your bloodstream that way and kill you too. If it doesn't do that, you could go blind. Like lots of women just randomly went blind in medieval times and no one knew why. Um, But they were also putting poison in their eyes because it dilates your eyes. And back then people thought like having completely like dilated pupils that were basically all black was like the sexy thing. Apparently looking like the supernatural version of a demon is what's sexy in the like 1400s yeah let's just let me seduce you with my black eyes <laughs> now oh my god imagine being like like a renaissance time hooker with completely black eyeballs <laughs> <laughs> let me lure you in with these like- magical eyes a corset with like your boobs up to your chin. <laughs> like, yeah, seriously. Too much. Oh my god. Um uh, but so yeah, so that is why I like to call myself Belladonna. Yay. As, a, as the air mystery. Um and yeah, so now I was thinking we can break out our tarot cards. Well, I guess my tarot cards and your oracle cards. Cause yes. That is one thing that we do differently. I mean, I, I do guess. love tarot. I love tarot. That's always been my first love. But like oracle decks, they just speak to me in a way where I'm just like, all right, so 
I get you. Let's let's keep this going. And I don't own a single Oracle deck. <laughs> <laughs> but I own a million de- and I saw the coolest like oh, I have so many tarot decks that I want to buy like like you know like right now I like need the Disney villains tarot deck and there's that like me and pop culture tarot decks you know how I'm obsessed with pop culture tarot decks your and supernatural I'm, tarot deck yes like well yeah but then I need like the Disney villain ones I still don't have and I don't have the Alice in Wonderland one came out too and I don't have that one either but then I just saw this really cool one where like the cards are like see-through and they're like super simple designs that are meant to like overlay on top of each other and like build a story. So like uh, you send know, me so, the link. Like I I saved oh I saved it in my Amazon shopping cart. It's like it's a really expensive one, but like totally worth it. So I will find it and you know what? I have my phone right in front of me. So I'll give this one a shout out too, because why the heck not? Yeah. Let's open Amazon. I saw it on TikTok originally. Someone did like an unboxing of it. Mm-hmm. And of course, as soon as I open Amazon, it's like, look at this other tarot deck. Um, because Amazon just wants me to send them all of my money. Yeah. There we go. The transparent tarot. Oh, they have a transparent oracle. Ooh, I'm looking. Okay, now I'm definitely making sure I add it to my list right now. See how cool that is? That is so cool. Oh, the Oracle isn't coming out till July. Well, that's lame. But, like, that's perfect for you. Wait, what's the actual deck called? The Transparent Tarot. And this is like the second edition of the deck that's come that is out now. But it's like when you read it, I guess instead of doing spreads, you stack the cards on top of each other and it like builds a story. Like or it builds like a final image. Interesting. Oh wow. Right? Okay, so now that I've plugged a whole bunch of different things, and hopefully they all send me stuff. <laughs> Please send us stuff. Right, I just want things. Um, I am using my absolute favorite deck that I talk about all the time. I told you about this deck, right? My yeah. Tarot of the Magical Forest and how I'm absolutely convinced that um, Archangel Gabriel is speaking to me through this deck. Yeah, he told me about that. Okay, I've told everyone else about that also. So mm-hmm. I, don't need, I don't need to share it again. Nah. Um, but But that's the deck that I am using. And I figured we'd do a three-card pull about what our main focus of 2022 should is going to be, just as a collective um what our kind of biggest challenge of 2022 is going to be and what we're going to need to do in order to overcome that challenge and then well what what oracle deck did you have with you i currently have the moonology (coughs) oracle deck um guys you can pretty much get this anywhere it's a very well-known and popular one it's from yasmin boland um it's basically the different moon phases and it gives you messages on what you should look towards and obviously everyone can interpret it differently so when I interpret these cards it just I go a little bit further than what the message is actually telling me on the card so I figure we'll just throw a couple of those in there at the end however many are calling to you and just add on to the the message that the spread gives us Let's okay. do. Gave it a nice shuffling here. Let's see what what card pops out here. Our main theme for 2022, and we have 
The Lovers Reversed. Ooh, there you go. Okay, I'm going to pull all of them and then we'll start talking about them. Let's see. Our biggest challenge. What just popped out here? The sun is going to be our biggest challenge. Also, these cards are like the cutest cards ever. The sun is like a cute little, I don't know if it's a mouse or... Do, do mice have, ta- mice don't, mouse don't have, their, they don't have pouches, but it must be like a kangaroo with like yeah. a, jo- a joey in its pouch and like a field of sunflowers. Oh. Um, and how we are going to overcome that challenge is the damn Six of Cups is following me everywhere. Six of Cups is definitely one where it's either you really want to get it on a day, like on a Tuesday, or you just kind of like, why do you keep stalking me? <laughs> <laughs> that was a good way to put it. Yes. But like it's legit. It's it's stalking me. Yeah, it's um, stalking you for sure. I remember you telling me about that. Okay, so the lovers reversed is going to be the theme of this year, but I don't want like normally you think of the lovers reverse and you're like, oh no, like we're gonna break up or there's gonna be like disharmony or something but like that's not really the feeling I'm getting I'm getting more of like a focus on like an inner focus as opposed to a like a like a time to work on restoring balance as opposed to finding new relationships. Like, don't worry about going out and seeking any new people in your life. Focus on, like, restoring any relationships in your life that may have struggled recently, whether it be romantic or not. Um, I mean, especially, like, these past couple years, like, we haven't been able to see a lot of people, like, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, and that probably, that definitely had a strain on relationships. I know, like, I've lost touch with a lot of people just because I didn't get to see them. Um, so, being able to work on mending relationships that may have like fallen to the wayside over the past like year or two or like how I want to I keep wanting to say year when I think of how long we've been in like this whole COVID mess yeah but like we're going on what three now we're going on three years of COVID yeah started 2020 so 2019 and then like late 2019 yeah yeah So, okay, so these last, like, three years, we've probably had a lot of relationships that have fallen to the wayside, Um, and let's spend this year kind of trying to, like, mend the ones that need mending instead of focusing on anything new. Yeah, I agree with that, and also, I was just thinking, especially with The uh, the Lovers Reversed, it kind of gives you like an open door to finding your passion but passion as great as it feels when you're in the moment with when you're finding someone that can also lead to obsession so especially with the lovers reverse turning like it, a passion to an obsession seems a little realistic because we have so much time on our hands so focusing like alana was saying focusing on the fact that you should mend the relationships that you do have versus thinking new ones I feel like anybody this year who's trying to like look for new people to hook up with or new people to just to like have in their life it could be something that is worth looking at but also at you know just a little bit at a time like I wouldn't really say you should I was saying you should really look for it just kind of go with it at like a steady pace and kind of go in moderation. Yeah, I definitely agree with that too. Like, don't just like jump at it all at once. Like, ease into things also. Yeah. 
for sure. Um, and, you know, nothing is permanent, not even death. And so, yes. you know, you kind of just, like, need to take things in strides and try not to, like, be obsessed with trying to find someone new because like what if you don't need someone new and the person that you need is right in front of you you know and it's just someone that you need to work on things with exactly i also do want to point out something and and like so like in like your traditional card it's just like people but like in these cards it's two cute little bunnies but like it's all they they do a very good job at sticking to the same imagery just like using cute little animals but so like the female in the imagery has her eyes closed and the male is gazing at her, which is symbolic of the male um, having, it, it's your masculine and your feminine side. And it's symbolic of the male having to look at the masculine, having to look towards the feminine um, and look and having to turn towards your emotional inner feminine side um, in order to kind of find the right balance um and so it shows that this is like a more emotional card and this is one where you are going to want to understand your feelings about the situation um and rely rely less on you know the external factors and something and rely more on how you feel about the situation um, so it's a very, it's a very personal, just the year in general is going to be very personal for people. And I have been saying like 2022 is going to be like my year of shadow work. Mm. Um, and I've been like, very like, I'm going to do like my divine feminine. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, I love that. And like, so like that to me, like the whole, like looking at the inner feminine aspects of things. Um, cause there is a lot of like inner feminine symbolism in this card. Um, so like that kind of sticks out to me. Yeah. Um, I find the sun as a challenge kind of interesting because it's such like an optimistic card. It's literally optimism (laughs) Um, and, like, positivity and confidence. So I want to say, like, don't get cocky. Hmm. That's a good way to put it. For sure. Like, like your overconfidence may be your downfall in some situations, especially if we're trying to heal, like, relationships that you can't come at that from an overconfident or like cocky angle um like imagine trying to apologize to someone you've hurt and being like cocky about it like that's how you that's how you get punched in the face (laughs) or that's how you get a nice kick to the balls if you really want to go for it like, uh, or like in a classier situation, just like a martini thrown in your, on your, <laughs> on your nice, Christian sure uh, Dior I'm not, shoes. I'm not classy enough for that <laughs> to even make me in the, the I, I'm not even classy enough to say it. That's all I'm going with. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> um, but so the sun, aside from it being about like confidence um and optimism it's also about truth um so it tends to like shine light on truth so i can see untruthful situations coming to life as or coming to life coming to light as being like roadblocks so things that we as a collective have been in the dark about coming to light and it kind of stunning stunting us all a little bit does that make sense yeah i see that 
Um, I also feel like with the sun, um, it's also kind of gives you like a childlike energy. It kind of gives you like this playfulness of, you know, like you're always trying to play and not work. Mm -hmm. And it also kind of gives you like this intrusive thought where it's like you're always trying to please others when you don't have to. Yes, I get when when I like my first when I see this in reverse, my first like instinct is like inner child intrusive thoughts, like get your shit together. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, yeah, as a challenge in the placement for like your challenge, I can definitely see like get some inner child work done. Mm-hmm. Um and and yeah, like work on that. Don't focus too much on play and make sure you're actually getting the work done that needs to be done. Yeah. Um, but really, just because it's like a collective reading, um, I do feel like there may be some big unveiling coming to light sort of situation um that challenges everyone as a whole yeah um like you like you were saying this is the year of shadow work right for you yeah that's like like that definitely with the sun it kind of gives you like a thought of it's you kind of just like not only just like dig deep through all the trauma you've been through but also give like little Alana some care you know yeah and especially with the next card being the six of cups being (laughs) the way that we over I know it's supposed to be a collective reading not for me and then like this freaking stalker card which is telling us that we're going to overcome this like challenge with the six of cups which is just about like a a nostalgia and and reuniting with the past and second chances and good memories and fulfillment but fulfillment that comes from like the good old days yeah because I I can't find a better way to say that which honestly like I almost want to take the first like I'm wondering if after we pull the oracle cards if Mm -hmm. it'll like give a little bit more perspective because I almost want to take the first card and separate it from the second and the third and just be like okay so this year we want to focus a lot on just like working on mending relationships that may have like gone astray over the past few years because of all this like lockdown bullshit and COVID and blah 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 Mm -hmm. and also make sure we're taking care of our emotions Mm -hmm. um but at the same time um some like big shit is gonna come to light that we as just a collective have been in the dark about and we're going to wish that we could go back to before it all happened yeah that does sound accurate yeah (laughs) and um, now I'm just like oh well that's that's a little depressing (laughs) yeah that is I mean like but I, I mean, don't think can, you, can you look at the world can you look at the world and say you expect anything different but like to learn like freaking aliens have been here for the past three years causing all this bad shit and we're gonna be like god damn it why can't we go back to before the aliens <laughs> like really yeah for sure so so I mean I, well I mean it depends because I mean, maybe the aliens being revealed would be kind of cool but yeah so let's see if your cards can add some clarity to the situation. Okay. I just did a quick shuffle. I'm going to pull three cards like what you did for your tarot deck. Okay. Uh, so the first card that I got is a full moon in Taurus. And anytime that you have a full moon in Taurus, you're always thinking about having a sense of security. You want to adapt to things and you want to be able to have like a sense of abundance and prosperity, right? 
So, and the actual card, it says your dreams need a practical plan. So that kind of goes with the lovers in a way where, Mm -hmm. you know, you said that you need to have like that mending kind of feel and you need to kind of just like nurture your own relationships that you have currently. And this kind of ties into it is saying like your dreams need a practical plan, meaning you need to be able to understand that what you have is be grateful for what you have and try not to over sensitize it. Meaning like, for instance, if you're feeling overwhelmed in a relationship and it's something that you've been going through for like the past year or two years since we've been in COVID, like understand that you're, every relationship needs to be nurtured and it needs to be practical. So if you feel like a relationship that you're nurturing doesn't feel like it's panning out, then you're allowed to cut that out of your life. You don't need to have certain relationships in your life just because they've been with you for like years or they've been by your side for like through thick and thin. If it doesn't feel like not so much that they're not benefiting you, but like if it doesn't feel like you guys are fitting anymore, you do grow apart and that's okay. So having your dreams as a practical plan, it would make sense to have it with the lovers because you need to be able to understand that not everything is mendable. As sad as that sounds, some things are just meant to be severed, you know? They are. No, they really are. And and that actually fits so much with the card also because with the with the lovers card also because Taurus is ruled by the second house mm-hmm. um which <clears throat> i know it's normally goes with like finances and material stuff but the second house is also very connected to emotions yeah um and i was talking a lot about how with the inner inner feminine and how this card the lover's card focuses a lot on looking inside at your emotional reactions to thing and the inner in your inner emotional um state so the full moon in taurus while tauruses are very like grounded people Mm -hmm. um and and secure and people tend to connect that with like more material aspects and that like material energy i guess yeah they're they're because they're ruled by the second house they do still have i guess that's why they have good control over their emotions is because they're ruled by the second house yeah that makes sense uh, um so i think it is going to, to it, it is goes very well with the especially with it being the lovers being reversed Mm -hmm. It's kind of telling us, like, yo, get a grip on your emotions this year. Yeah, get a grip on your emotions and kind of get a grip on yourself. Like, in general, you have to be emotions. Like, physically, if you're, like, a horn dog and you keep wanting to fuck somebody, like, maybe maybe you should look at that, you know? Like, just be like, why do I need sex, like, so much? Or why do my appearances matter to me so much or why, why do I have to work I, all the time? Yeah, exactly. Like why do I emotionally feel yeah. like I'm shut off? You know, like why, just... why am I always like, why am I always offering to work all the time instead of going home to like my family and my kids or exactly. why, like, or why haven't I had a job in a year and a half, even though I've gotten offers, like there's plenty of questions we can be asking ourselves once again, the year of shadow work. A hundred thousand percent. <laughs> yeah. And um, I just pulled the second card. So the second card is an image of the full moon, mother moon, right? So Ooh, when it yeah, whenever yeah. we have like full moons, what I like. So you do pulled to- the full moon to line up with the sun? Yes. Isn't that funny? Oh my goodness. Okay. You have something def- something is definitely going to happen like yeah. some big a big event is definitely coming like some something hidden is definitely coming to life sorry i didn't mean to inter- continue no, with your no, interpretation. No, no, you're fine, i like, just got like a chill where i was like are you fucking kidding me right that the card she pulled to line up with the sun is the moon i know i know things like not even the moon in something like almost every other card in the deck is this is the old this is like the only one that's not in a sign right exactly it's just it says the moon and surrendered it says surrender to the divine so the only one 
I know. And I just feel like this ties in with the sun so much because I was like saying how the sun has like this childlike energy and how you were saying that it just like it just feels like there's something that's hidden. Um, you know, with the moon being full, it's a time for like manifestations. You do your divination work, you do your shadow work. This is what we've been kind of going over. And I just feel like this card kind of just rolls in and kind of confirms everything with your card saying that it's time for you to surrender to your inner being. Like not so much like your spiritual self and nothing has to be like always magic 24 seven. Right. Yeah. But, But like, you should be able to work on yourself. Like you need to work on things that you just don't normally look at things that are hidden. And you know what I always say you know, like looking into a mirror after you, you the holidays, you gained what ten pounds. It sucks, but that kind of shows you that you know what? Why did I gain so much weight? Was the depression of the holidays because I was alone? Was it because I was drinking too much? Because of the people that's absent in my life? And there are reasons why you need to look twice into the mirror because you're not only just like a spiritual self, but like in like literal terms. It kind of gives you like an overview of like what you need to work on and what challenges are ahead of you. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, you know, is okay to look at. You shouldn't be afraid to look at your scale. You shouldn't be afraid to look at yourself in the mirror because you're going to be beautiful no matter what. It's just the image that you want to see isn't reflected to what you want it to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it, it's I 100% like it. You have to just be able to look at yourself and love yourself no matter what exactly and that's like my message for no matter what but like I just feel like with your sun card and this moon card I mean it just ties in perfectly and I'm you know I'm really excited to see what the next card is I am I am I'm very curious (laughs) okay let's see okay so I think it's hilarious because this card is new moon in Gemini and I'm a Gemini Oh my goodness. So, I mean, it goes well with the Six of Cups because Gemini, there's two versions of you. And, you know. And the, the Six of Cups does have the imagery of the two the exactly. male and female. The male, female, feminine, and the male divine. Mm-hmm. It also has, you know, six. I'm like with numerology, six is an even number. Gemini has two phases, so he's another even number. And, you know, usually with numerology, the number two is the beginning of, like, the growing up phase in life. So, like, you have the number one, meaning, or zero, you have the beginning of life. Number one, you have the, you just have kind of, like, the, you start to begin to understand how life starts. And the number two is, like, when you start. So, with this being the new moon in Gemini... I just feel like it just kind of goes really well with the six of cups because it shows that you just really need to understand that even if you have two versions of yourself, you can always just work on both of them. You know what I mean? Like you don't like there are going to be different phases of you, like the phases of the moon. We have what eight phases of the moon mm-hmm. and that's okay to have in personalities too. There's going to be that version of you where you want to impress your boyfriend's family. There's going to be that version of you that wants to get that promotion. There's that version of you that really wants to have five shots of tequila. (laughs) And, you know, that's something that is okay to have. And with everything that we have from the lovers to being and the full moon in Taurus, you want to be able to nurture your relationships. We have the sun and the full moon having that relationship with the two kind of just shows that you, there are hidden things that you need to work on, but it's kind of like, it all comes together with a new moon in Gemini because communication is always key to just having a sense of reality. What, what, what was the, the little message on the, the Gemini card again? The message on the Gemini card says new moon in Gemini and it says communication communication okay because the um gemini is ruled by the it's the third house which is the communication Communication. yeah um which is 
like it goes in order where you have the Taurus and now we have Gemini. Yeah. Um, like what's going on? This is just a weird, weird reading altogether. No. Because like I'm just like sorry I was so quiet. It's just because I was like really thinking hard about this. Because like overall I get a really strong like vibe of. fix things with the people you care about Mm -hmm. like something like because like the moon in tarot is going is is a lot about deception Mm -hmm. um so i'm kind of think almost thinking of it in terms and and then the sun is about like revealing deception yeah so i'm like sort of thinking it almost as about like having them with each other like the sun's like uncovering all of that and then between having the gemini card with the focus on communication and that being ruled by the third house and then the third house being ruled by mercury um and that having a lot to do with technology and technological forms of communication Mm -hmm. um I wonder if whatever event that may be uncovered has to do with technological communication. Saying we should get off TikTok. I'm just kidding. Like, <laughs> I, there's a lot goes on with social media. I don't want to say too much. We're on the, they're listening. Yeah. But like, I just... Like, it just makes me wonder. And just with the six, the six of cups is just about nostalgia. So, like, it just... It it works. It almost makes me think if, like, it makes you want to reminisce back to a time before everything in the world was on social media. And if maybe something big either about social media or someone involved like in social media I have a keyword it just came what manipulation oh well yeah with the sun and the moon together and the same thing I want help yes 100% manipulation and deception 100% um, manipulation deception and I'm and this like- this this whole metaverse thing just yeah. I mean throw the in the that's what I'm I'm getting from that's what I'm getting from this, this whole section and with the lover's card there is basically just like solidifies it just tells me to be like focus on like what's real in life yeah because like that's what's gonna matter once everything else blows up yeah, because uh, they're trying to get us into this like virtual reality world, essentially. Um, and when all that shit blows up and goes to hell, it's going to be our real life relationships that matter in the end. So make sure those are fucking solid. Yeah, and I agree with that like a thousand percent because, you know, with all these different social media platforms, I just feel like there's all these influencers that are trying to manipulate us to feel like we either aren't conforming. Or we're exactly where we should be and we should try to manipulate other people into being the same version of yourself. Yeah, and and I think the pro I th- I think the like deception goes even further. Yeah. Further into the people profiting off of everything and yeah. the ones that want to make us live inside of Facebook. <laughs> No, I just uh, someone they were talking on the news about how like in like three years, like eighty percent of like office meetings will be held in virtual reality, and I'm like, dude, I called my IT guy like two weeks ago because I couldn't figure out why something was working, and literally my speaker came unplugged. That's weird. Like, no, like, I lit, like, it's, it just, like, I knocked something over, and, like, it was, I'm, like, he was, like, literally, he, like, looked at me, and he's, like, you realize that the plug's not in the wall, right? 
Like that's that's why you can't hear anything. Like I'm I'm that technologically inept that I called my IT guy because something wasn't plugged in and and people expect me to go to virtual reality meetings within three years. I just really? feel like this is leading to you know how like it's not I'm not yeah. saying that tech- technology is bad. It's not bad, but like there are did you see that movie Total Recall? Yeah. With the lady with the three with the three titties. The only good part (laughs) of that movie is that there's a lady with three titties. But aside from that, I mean Um, not a good situation. I just feel like everything comes in moderation. You know, you shouldn't be able to just completely rely on social media. But for sure, like we should be like I just feel like people are starting to read books online instead of having like a physical book pretty yes. all the bookstores are going to go out of service like out of order the pretty soon publishers publishing houses are just gonna end up closing down because no one wants to buy books anymore you know i'm about to go down a conspiracy theory rabbit hole and officially get called crazy and mark zuckerberg is gonna like assassinate me in the middle of the night if i say what thought just came into my head Oh, geez. Hey, this for know. another episode. <laughs> I don't know if I should say it or not, but I'm going to go for it. What, okay. if Mark, what if Mark Zuckerberg started all of this, like the pandemic and everything, just so we'd all be stuck inside and we'd have to do everything in the metaverse? Oh, geez. That's <laughs> not far-fetched. <laughs> not um, far-fetched. Um, hold on. Legal disclaimer. This is for entertainment purposes only. Legit. This, this is parody. Parody is always allowed. Yes, agree. I, I learned that in law school. <laughs> Very good. And on that note, I think this is our best episode, the best episode yet. Yes, because we've like we've covered so much and uncovered a lot, you know, like science, comic books, um, the shadow government, divination, (laughs) tarot cards, oracle cards, witchcraft, belladonna, everything. Everything. We we figured it all out. Yeah. Um, Thank you so much for coming on the show and Absolutely. talking to me. This was awesome. Yeah, for sure. I would love to do this with you anytime. I Aww. love you to death. And I want nothing more than to have your podcast be successful. Oh, wait. I can't let you leave yet because today's a holiday. Oh, yes. Today is Chinese New Year, guys. I yes. totally forgot. <laughs> tell us. Tell. I don't care how long this episode takes. Tell us a little bit about that before I let you leave. Okay, so Chinese New Year holiday, Lunar New Year um, happens every single year. This is Zodiac for every single, you know, every single year, day of the year. We have 12 Zodiacs. This year is the year of the tiger. So with year of the tiger, you're experiencing, let me see. I think I had this saved. Hold on. Year of the tiger, it talks about being confident, being brave, magnetic and idealistic so that's what everyone is hoping for for this year is to have a sense of this confidence and with the tiger being as bold as he is he's always there to show up and just be like all right bitches let's go you know like i will fuck you up if you don't finish this for me you know that kind of like confidence and he has that bravery of like bravidity of just like saving people like saving different animals from other animals that are trying to just be bad, you know? And then it has this idealistic mindset of he doesn't have to be a killer all the time. So with the tiger being a Zodiac this for this year's Chinese New Year, I think it says a lot about what's to come. And I think what we really need is to have a sense of confidence that we're going to get through this pandemic, because I don't think we have confidence anymore. No one believes that COVID is going to go away. And I think we need to start having the sense of urgency where, you know what, let's hope for, like, not just hope for the best, but let's make this happen. Let's make this COVID just fucking die once and for all, you know? And I think with Chinese astrology, Vietnamese astrology, um, Lunar New Year is always a very important year where you pray to your ancestors 
And what we usually typically do is the night before the 1st of every February on January 31st, um, we set up like a little offering table of fruits. Uh, we have incense. Um, I poured some bourbon for my ancestors because, I mean, who doesn't love bourbon? And I know. And I I, um, I just definitely had like two shots of bourbon. I had like various fruits, had my incense holder. And, you know, like you pray to them to kind of because they look after you any in any kind of witchcraft or any kind of like magical being, you will always have your ancestors to watch over you no matter what. Ancestor veneration is so important in so many practices. 100%. Like I definitely think either of us should make like or both of us should make like just a a podcast episode about ancestors. ancestors. That would be great. Now, so is. Like, this random thought has popped into my head. Is, like, set, like, the specific way that y'all celebrate the Lunar New Year? So, for Lunar like a New cl- Year... Like, is, that, is it, like, a closed practice, or... Not a closed practice. Anyone can be a part of Lunar New Year or Chinese New Year. Everyone has their own different zodiac. And, you know, like, it, that's where it red envelopes come from, is Chinese New Year. You want to be able to give prosperity, luck, wisdom, and fortune to whoever you feel is worthy and deserving. So that's why okay. you'll have the elders give the little children red envelopes so that way they have a chance to have a future. Okay. So then 2023, you're going to have to show me how to set up a, a Lunar New Year altar the night before. 100%. I would love to show oh, that would be awesome. Anything. Like I'll do like a FaceTime thing where you can I'll show you how what my um altar looks like right now. Cuz I have like I have my ancestor altar but like it would be cool to like deck it out just like for lunar new year. 100%. Yeah, I'll definitely like the obviously the number one thing that is very important for Chinese New Year is the color red. red okay. It's the color of luck, passion, love and prosperity. So awesome. no matter what, any any single time you have celebrate Chinese New Year on the on January thirty first and the first, you want to wear the color red. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what I wore yesterday. <laughs> I wore red for, <laughs> like all weekend. Because <laughs> I do, I do wear, I do like to wear red. So like, it was a good chance. I have to like look at my laundry basket and see what oh, I do. Do it, dude. <laughs> but. Thank you. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that we remembered to talk about that because I've been like excited to hear about it. Yeah. Um, for bringing it up because I totally. Of course. <laughs> we, got, we got so excited uncovering the secret truths of the government. We were uncovering Mark Zuckerberg. And I, sw- what I, sw- I swear I'm going to post this on Facebook and it's going to, my whole entire account is going to get shut down. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. It. On that note, thank you so much for coming on this will not be the last time you are on the show i promise i will have you on again um for everyone else out there listening um check out um there'll be some sort of blog coming out in the next few days um on something that this episode made me think of we'll figure out what it is before it comes out (laughs) (laughs) probably on the poison path if i'm gonna be honest that's most likely what it's gonna be on um and other than that stay magical as fuck everyone all right the witchy as fuck podcast is a patreon funded podcast patreon exclusives include blog posts behind the scene videos and monthly tarot readings. Head over to the Witchy AF Patreon for membership details.